like you say, I even allocating ten dollars, ten pounds a day, a month, whatever, to just essentially stack your freedom. Hats. Randall, morning. Morning. How you doing? Um, I'm struggling. I'm having a coffee. Um, that's a great start. Let's go again, shall we, Brendan? Why? Because that's a complete dox straight away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad as dox. Yeah. Also, what my mother's maiden name and my first animal. My first name. <laughs> All right. You know, you know what? No, 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 we'll leave it. Start. We'll leave it. And I'll just cut what I said out because okay. we didn't say anything else. All right. Okay. As, as anyone who listens to this knows, oh, I am woefully bad at doxing. You hats. don't take your privacy seriously. I mustn't. <laughs> anyway, um, it's episode 13. It was 13. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky 13. <laughs> You're lucky that. Um, this morning we have Haggis Hoddle joining us. How are you, Haggis? I'm good, guys. How are you? Um, excellent. I think uh, Hats is a bit annoyed at the moment, but he'll get over it. Uh, I'll get over it. Um, the, um, we, finally, we have uh, outnumbered the Aussies. We have two Scottish guys I know, on the pod. I know. And, so, and you guys want to talk about sports, so I'm going to... So you're completely... Yeah. I'm going to tune out. So over to you, Hats. Um, okay, well, let's, let's not go straight there. Um, Matt, so what, what's your, let's just do the quick Bitcoin story if we can. Like, how did you, how have you found, how have you found yourself um, owning some Bitcoin? Like, what's your story? And then we'll, we'll carry on after that. Yeah, so my story for owning Bitcoin, I first heard of it probably 2015, roughly. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I totally, had no idea what it was, what its purpose was. I thought, you know, the, the trope of silly internet money, it's just some sort of play thing. It has no value whatsoever. Um, and didn't really give it too much thought. And then the first time I actually bought it would be about 17, 2017. Yeah. But at that point, it was more, uh, not a buy of the whole, you know, going down the, uh, the rabbit hole, should I say. It was more just, let's just buy it and see what happens. I made a little bit of profit on it and I actually ended up selling it. And I actually still have a record of that buy back in 2017. <laughs> I look at it and think, uh, wow, why did I sell that? But yeah, so, so it, you're talking pre run up in 17? Pre run up 17, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it was literally must have been very close to, to the run up in 17 yeah, where okay. I bought it and then realized, you know, I think I forgot about it and then looked at it after the run up. I thought, holy, what's, what's going on here? And mm. decided, yeah, I really want this money because I, di- I didn't really see it as, um, you know, the, the, the freedom coin that it is today. I just thought, yeah, let's just make a quick uh, a quick return on this and just and just get out as quickly as I can because at that point I still thought, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's pretend, it's make-believe, it's not backed by anything, this, that, the next thing. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I ask a quick question? In 2017, yeah. um, was capital gains tax... Um, well, capital relevant gains, then, or was, capital is gains it, tax is always been okay. But, um, it just depends, yeah. Whether, like, but then, that was uh, pre KYC or not? Uh, no, not necessarily. No, no, okay. Um, okay. So, there were exchanges that had details, and but I mean, early days, if you go back really early, it was mostly like miners and um, yep, you know, Satoshi or whatever, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah. okay, but okay. yeah, so but so capital gains tax has always been relevant if you've. Um, but just depends. That's not really to do with us. That's to do with the tax authorities. No, I just always assumed the early days of Bitcoin, when it was totally kind of underground, it was just people were trading and whatnot else. Silk, well, I mean, Silk Road and all that, you know. Obviously, are you, if you're asking, is it the case that people bought and sold Bitcoin and doesn't pick up all gains? Yes, yes, that's absolutely <laughs> the case. But um, uh, 
but yeah, obviously the tax authorities weren't really interested back back when it was worth you know two dollars. Bagger all, yeah. Anyway, sorry. All right, sorry, Haggis. Carry on, mate. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, like you said, but taxes stuff like that. When I sold it, it was like nothing I had to worry about in, in terms of gains for for paying tax. But um, it wasn't actually until fairly recently where I actually properly fell down the rabbit hole. One of our close friends, his uh, at on Twitter is a, a, an average salmon. I don't know if any of you guys follow him, but um, he's he's another oh, Scotsman. Well, he was yeah. <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? Um, he just goes by salmon on Twitter, but he had been you know, bothering me, bothering me, right, you know, you need to, you need to look at that, you need to really look at this, but what it's doing, and this was, this would have been, this was just post-March uh, 2020 crash after COVID happened. So I've not been really down the rabbit hole fairly long, that's what, probably about 18 months ago. Yep. Um, so you'd been, probably sort of mid-19, he'd been saying to me, you know, you need to look into it, you need to look into it, and it wasn't until sort of that COVID um Everything started happening with COVID, and I thought, right, let's uh, let's look at this, let's see what it's all about. And since then, you know, your you, first time listening to, you know, Tales from the Crypt, um, you know, you mentioned Stefan Levera loads of times on this podcast, um, and you just get engrossed in what Bitcoin is, what it can do, and what it plans to do, and, and how it's going to change the world. That's mm-hmm. that's the the long and short of it. It will change the world, and since then, it was just totally hooked. You know. So yeah. how long did would you say, how long would that process to, to get you to the feeling of feeling hooked from well, well I don't mean I don't mean from the original person I mean from when you after you know what you were saying March, sorry, March 2020 time um, yeah so um sort of March 2020 time I mean uh, all I would do with my time during that sort of the first lockdown period that we had yeah. my entire day and night even working life because it was it was really quiet it was spent listening to Bitcoin podcasts researching on Bitcoin Twitter and really just forcing myself down the rabble because once you get that first sort of little bit of information about Bitcoin, about, you know, it's fully decentralized, you know, it's, there's only going to be 21 million. It is really, you know, the only two finite things we've got is what time and Bitcoin. At that point, I was thinking, right, you know, this is something that is really worth looking for. And along with all the things that were going on in the world with COVID, your money losing value, that's when you were thinking, right, I'm really needing to start getting this cash into a more safer store of value because you've seen in the news America printing money Bank of England ECB so the you didn't need to be intelligent to realise that you know printing money is a bad thing so I decided well I've got a little bit of savings in the bank I'm going to need to store this wealth somehow and you know came to the conclusion that Bitcoin was the best way to do that and that's quite interesting you said with with your work that you were able to sort of multitask with the um like learning as well like what was that podcast predominantly so you could kind of do your work and listen to podcasts or whatever it was um i'm the same yeah podcasts yeah yeah exactly i mean let's say uh, tftc stefan libera um yep. guy swan especially guy swan the, oh, yeah. the, con- the content that he posts about you know he, he reads the articles is absolutely fantastic and that was key to the learning process for me was literally spending my days my, my working days doing my regular job and at the same time listening to podcast after podcast after podcast and and that was probably for a good few months. And then by the end of that, it was, you know, you not say fully down the rabbit hole because Bitcoin, you're always learning. There is always something mm. new to know. But at that point, I was the conviction was, was, was building and it was getting stronger every day. Um, do you ever feel like, um, you? I mean, I always feel like I, I can, I've got another one to listen to. I don't get to the end of it in the sense of I'm not, <laughs> like I want to listen to more. It's, it's really addictive. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, I'm really interested in why it's so addictive because I don't think it's just, I'm going to get rich. I think it's way bigger than that. I think that's part of it. When people go, oh, if I'm going to get rich, 
um, I should learn more about this. I, I, completely, that's how that's how a lot of people get hooked, but I don't. That, that's not how you stay hooked. Yeah, but I think as Haggis was saying, it really is like a the rabbit hole is a bottomless pit. So mm-hmm. you, you're constantly there's something you're you're getting from everything you consume that's new. Um, and sometimes you listen to a podcast and you're like, oh, I've heard all this before. But then there's usually always a little nugget or two that you just go, oh, there's a hmm. there's a nice way that it's been framed or. Um, well, even from like when I read the Bitcoin Standard. Um, great book, uh, Safety in a Mouse, great book. But I mean, I don't mean this doesn't mean I don't mean to sound like a like full of myself here, but I, I pretty much got that case. Like if I'd have read it two or three years before, yep. it would have been an incredible book for me. But I'd, because I'd done so many podcasts and stuff, I was like, oh, well, but there were still a little, like little nuggets in there that I hadn't considered. Um, I mean, everybody who's sort of at the beginning of the journey definitely read it if you've got the chance. But um, do you think it's but, a good book for no coiners to read? Mm, yeah it's 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 approachable for people yeah i think jeff's book's probably a good start because it's not really a bitcoin book yeah um the price of tomorrow by jeff booth that's a great book and it's not really it's 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 more a technology book and people can it's really really um uh what's the word like readable that's not what i'm trying to say but you know what i mean it's 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 accessible for people yeah yeah whereas the bitcoin is a bit more and then there are other ones that are just very technical and you you know they'll lose they'll lose me mm. um i mean the good thing about the bitcoin standard is that the first sort of half of the book is just teaching you all about money going yeah. back to shells the, the the beads the pebbles in in africa and and obviously roman empire and then all the way up to the fiat currencies that we've got today so yeah. even at that point like i think that the first half of that especially just you find that you know you think you know what money is Completely. before you find bitcoin before mm. you find bitcoin you think you know what money is you think yeah that's this blah 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 but then when you, especially when I read the Bitcoin standard and I was reading about it, it's like, what? You know, it's just, your mind is opened up in so many ways that you just think, you didn't even think this was possible before mm. you, you go down that rabbit hole, you know? Mm. But you instinctively know it to be true, right? You, when you read, when I read yeah. things, generally I'm sort of, oh, question, oh, is that right? Is that right? But when you read something like that, you, you're going through going, oh, yeah, that's that's right. It's just, it's common sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I think mm. that's why it hits, it's when, it's common sense that none of us ever considered, you know, we're not never thinking, sitting there thinking about well, it. I guess because we haven't had to, you know what I mean? Like we've, well, had, yeah. we've had this old legacy system that, well, I don't want to say has worked, but for, well, has, well extent, for, yeah, yeah middle-class kind of people, then it, it, it has. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just framing it, not differently necessarily, but how money should be framed. So what do you, yeah, definitely. Um, what, so, so what do you do now? What you, you read and you listen to podcasts? Is that how you learn, or what's? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say on the and Twitter, yeah, obviously Twitter is the, one of the best resources for the learning and and being part of the sort of uh, you know being one of the plebs, pretty much. That's that's all that's really down to do. But what you're saying about um, Bitcoin and, and getting rich, you you're always attracted to the, the thought of getting rich. That's what mainly I would admit that like the, the first part of my journey was all about, yeah, let's get rich. Let's mm. just, you know, uh, secure my, secure my future, et cetera. But then as the further you go down the rabbit hole, you start to realize that it's not all about getting rich for yourself. It's all about changing the world. And you look at El Salvador and you mentioned in the last podcast that you've done, that they're building what, 30 schools or something like that. Mm, yeah. And in El Salvador, and it's just all off, profits of bitcoin and obviously building 30 schools is incredible but as well as that you're 
saving you, you are saving lives because these El Salvadorans don't need to travel hundreds of thousands of miles, whatever, to get to the nearest Western <laughs> Union or whatever to get their remittance payments. So it, it will save lives, uh, not mm. just in El Salvador, but, but everywhere. And, and the thought of that being part of that is, you know, it's, it's Make, amazing. Makes you, makes you feel good about yourself, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, Definitely. it's not I mean, like you're directly doing something, but you over in Scotland buying some Satoshis are directly helping a family in El Salvador secure their wealth. Yeah, crazy. Right? That. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just it's making a difference. I mean, a lot of people that I'm friends with or our family have said to me that are oh, the UK, US, they'll never see a use case for Bitcoin. It doesn't have a use case, this, that, and the next thing. And then I started to talk about them, I talked to them about El Salvador, and you see it in their face, their face just drops because they've got no idea, they've absolutely no idea. And then when you put it, you know, forward to them, in plain English, they think, wow, this is, this is, you know, next level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I think you can get people at all on all angles. Mm. So we were, we were together last night, Brendo and I, I think, and um, there was probably, I don't know, like 20 people there or something. Um, and I think there was six, maybe, 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 maybe seven, I don't know, something of the people there who for some reason or another through the two of us are owning Bitcoin. No, 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 not for that's through you. Initially, okay, initially, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but yeah. okay. But, um, and I'm like, well, firstly, it's a bit of a responsibility. I'm like, oh shit, I hope I'm right. But um, but also, you feel good about that, right? You're like looking around, going, oh yeah, hundred percent. These people are all fine. You were surveying the plebs and just going, <laughs> I built this. Yeah, I but built somebody this. did it for me. Like, <laughs> oh, I like, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I you know, so it, but it does feel really good to go. Oh, these people are going to be okay. And we can socialize with these people. And I know these people are going to, we have to go get somebody else now. It's a real nice Yeah, I mean, story. talking about the initial story with, with Salmon, um, we know each other in real life. We're great friends in real life. And uh, we have orange pilled 99% of our friends. They're not as far down as a rabbit hole as him and I, but they've got, you know, considerable, just, you know, stack of Satoshis. And it's good to know that if we're right, and we are right, they're they're sorted. They yes. are going to be fine, and and you don't need to worry about it. anyone else. You know, if, if they you know stack Bitcoin, I mean, some of them are doing DCA plans, and some of them are just they, they stacked once, and that was enough for them. Yeah, um, we were you know trying to encourage them to continue going down that rabbit hole. You know, the, the hardest step always is that first buy, and then after that, it's you know it's all about the learning, and it's that sort of psychological thing. But um, ha- not having to worry about your close family and also your friends is another part of that, that if things were to go, you know, bonkers, you're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. And even some, yeah, as you say, if you can get somebody on to and a, a, whatever it might be, like a five pounds a week, month, doesn't matter, um, DCA plan with a, an exchange that you respect, then all of a sudden mm. you're like, well, they're fine. You can just leave them be now. And and because ultimately they're going to work out for themselves. Like once you've got a little bit of, of a stake in it, You'll, you'll pay more attention and they, 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 they will also have common sense and work it out for themselves if they spend the time. Now, they might not spend the time yeah. but as long as they've got a little bit of something. Um, so how have you found, so you're 99%, you're doing better than any, either of us. Oh, look, I think, I think I've actually successfully orange-pilled one person and, and that's actually someone I've never met but I play Xbox with or have played Xbox with for years. To the point where they're mm. a regular stack and they're really committed. Yeah, they, and he, he went in pretty hard. So, But I've tried family, um, colleagues... And I just I haven't got the the gift. So what's your gift? 
I think my gift is not the fact that they believe it. They're just, they do as they're told. <laughs> That's uh-huh. the, way, the way to look at it. They've, they've, uh, they've looked at us and, and see that we've done the research and we've said to them, uh, you know, you guys need to get some of this Bitcoin. And they went, oh, okay. And then got some, you know. Okay, that's super interesting. I think you just said they've said they they look at us. They don't they didn't say they look at me. You said they look at us. So is there is there two of you going at people at the same time? That's yeah. So there's myself myself and Simon. Yeah, we. Uh, but you are you actually us. try and orange pill somebody together. Well, if we if we were ever together, whether it be uh, night out or, or whatever, yeah, um, definitely we would uh, not not so much tag team and, and sort of go down their throat, but we would do it in, in a roundabout way where it's uh, plants the seed in their head and they would go home at least if they don't buy someone the head in the spot, they would go home thinking, you know, what, what are they two guys on? Yeah, about, cornering you know? cornering people in a pub. It sounds like a very Scottish thing to do. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how we all that's how we all meet our partners for life. <laughs> that's a usual Saturday night here. <laughs> Um, but okay, I, I do think that is super interesting because I find it hard, just me, and I'm sure you feel, you just said you found it hard, just you. But even last night to the people who we have already converted. You have. Okay, whatever. Um, I actually found that last night was a different experience for me because um, because we were both saying the same thing. Like people get more, if there's, like you could yes. just be sort of one crazy man in the corner screaming bitcoin or whatever like that guy i love that guy you know that guy that screams bitcoin? frankie mcdonald is frankie, that yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. um but <laughs> if you're the crazy guy in the corner people just look at you like the crazy guy in the corner and everybody else points and laughs but if there's two of you it's harder to ignore when there's two yeah you, just, um, you look half as crazy you look, well you're half as crazy yeah yeah um okay that's okay that's i like that yeah um and i would say that Salmon came to me first because me and him are very like-minded in the sense of, you know, we don't just believe what we see on the TV. We are always looking to you know the whole don't trust, verify. We were yeah. already there before Bitcoin. We were, you know, you see something in you, you think, no, nah, I'm not too sure about that. And you want to go find out the real answer. So we were already sort of there. So it, it was more of a case of, for me, the reason he came to me, we were like-minded and he knew that if he could get me down that rabbit hole, it would be a non-starter. I would be right down it and, and Bitcoin was for me. Um, but for the rest of the guys, I would say that they're more, not so much interested in sort of politics and, and that sort of side of thing. They were more doing it for this simple fact of potential to get rich. Um, yeah, but it's made, it's, yeah, that, that's totally fine. That's okay obviously, to yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, that's where I said I started with it all. You know, is you look at Bitcoin, you could potentially get rich then you realise what it could do for you. But for them, it's it's more about the sort of the monetary side of things. But I think that even at that point, that it has allowed them. To, sorry, I say allowed them. It has um, woken them up a little bit to really what's going on with uh, the world. Really, because once you're, you're in that Bitcoin space and you're you've got a lot of it, you realise that maybe this is you know that this is the, the right thing to do, and this is um, the way forward compared to sort of traditional financial systems. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that takes me two different ways. Uh, you can choose which way you want to go. You said there's a group. So you're a football guy, right? Soccer. We, okay. we, we, won't, we won't say soccer all day because there's two Scottish guys and there's one. We can, we, we can go between football. football or soccer. I don't mind. <laughs> I do, so it's not okay. Is this a part <laughs> I'll walk out for half an hour? No, no, this, I think it's quite interesting, but um, <laughs> even for, for you. But so there's two things. You said there's a group of guys. So football is quite a... Are you, are you, are you part of a... You follow a team and is you go regularly, right? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, season ticket holder for uh, a team called St Johnston, and uh, they're my local team. And and there's a group of us within. So not all of my friend group are St Johnston fans. There's some Celtic and Rangers fans, obviously two biggest uh, teams in in Scotland. But uh, there is you know, two or three of us that are uh, St Johnston fans. We go regularly, and I would say that. Um, they the ones that I go with are they are they do own Bitcoin so they are um, okay. all safe as well. Yeah, right. So are you are you like us? Are you like you see a season ticket holder? You go on the bus and you go to away games and all that kind of stuff. Are you that kind of a supporter? Uh, the, the ones the ones that I can. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, due to restrictions, uh, vaccinations, course, yeah. etc. There's there's certain games I'm now not allowed to go to, not to get too controversial and political. Yeah, yeah. But oh, in a normal world, yes, definitely, I would be uh, a sort of a home and away uh, fan. Yeah, okay. So that's quite a, so for Brendos, culturally in Scotland, you have, Scotland, football is a really big thing in Scotland, right? And, and stabbing yeah. at, at football games. <laughs> no, maybe outside the ground, but it's, it's at least outside the ground, mate. But, um, but, and so St. Johnson are, what would, so I'm, I'm sitting here, sorry, let's for everybody. I'm, I'm sitting here wearing an Aberdeen shirt, so that's going to turn, you know, most people off our podcast straight away. Um, so but, turn me off. What's that? It's a <laughs> So it's a horrible, it's a horrible shirt as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm making it look great, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, look, you look good than I've been. Yeah, shirt, no. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but Scot- in, in Scotland, football is really important. So we have, and so there are two teams, Rangers and Celtic, that everybody are aware aware of. Um, the rest of us generally hate. Those, everybody, all other supporters, they just basically don't like those two. Is that because they're the most successful teams? Well, so Celtic, I don't know. And, and uh, so this is this is a Bitcoin podcast, but I want to go this way for this one, right? So Celtic will hold sixty-five thousand seats or something like that. Rangers, I think, is about 50, 50 55 thousand, yeah, roughly around about that, something like that, mate. And then beyond that, so as an Aberdeen fan, well, then you'll go down to like sort of Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen with kind of kind of supporters, and then St Johnson will be sort of mid tier of the top league somewhere in there. Is that fair? They've outperformed. I know you're saying they have overperformed the last couple of years. I'm ready just to jump in there, but yeah, no. Like traditionally, St. Johnson are uh, sort of a yo-yo club. They would bounce between the top league and the sort of second tier in Scotland as they please. But in the last sort of, I want to say, 15 years, we've been outperformed incredibly. Um, but yeah, Hats is right that that's roughly about as is with uh, with all the teams in Scotland. And but there is so it's so it is a case where. Um, like, there hasn't been Rangers and Celtic win the league. That's it. That's that's the. I mean, this this season there's a half a chance, but but generally Rangers and Celtic just will win the league always, right? So there's not there's not even a competition. Oh. It's not even a competition, and it's purely <laughs> financial. You cannot. And people will say, oh, you, you know, you could try harder against, or you could do this against, but you can't. You can't compete against them financially. So that takes us to the money, right? Like there there will always be big and there will always be small. Like there are big cities and small cities and, you know, little towns of clubs. So you can't expect your little town to go beat Brazil. That's never going to happen. But but um, if you could level the financial playing field, I think things could change dramatically. Right? So in Australia with, say, rugby league, there's a salary cap. Do they not do that? Uh, no. Okay. Um, there is there is a thing called financial fair play rules, but they don't really apply in Scotland. So... Um, because of the, the games, I mean, so Scottish football is small compared. Everybody knows about the English Premier League. People all around the world support support like Man United or Man City or Arsenal or Chelsea or whoever it might be. Um, that and so that applies a little bit to Rangers and Celtic, I guess. But the rest of us, 
not really. There's not, I'm like probably the only guy in Australia wearing an Aberdeen shirt right now, right? So, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe the world, right? Um, but all I'm thinking is if a team were to, were to take a chunk of their balance sheet and put it into Bitcoin, just as a, just to store, doing nothing else, they could change everything, right? If St. Johnson, had, uh, let's say St. Johnson got a million pounds in the bank. I, I no idea what the numbers would be. Let's say that's a million pounds, right? Let's say they, they chucked 200 grand into Bitcoin today. And then, and it wasn't their operating cash. It was just their savings or whatever, you know, as a, as a football club savings. Mm. And they had it sitting there and just, and, it, and if they never had to touch it and just left it, left it, left it, left it, left it. In five years' time, St. Johnson could, in theory, be the biggest team in Scotland. Now, they would never have... No, it's in a city called Scotland, so it's not a big city. Nice city, but not a big city. So it's never going to be a, like a hugely supported club. But it could change everything. And this, this applies to all sports, all teams, and particularly the smaller ones. Mm. Like, if you, can, if you could sit some of your money... Your, your balance sheet in Bitcoin and just basically become a, a hodler, a, a club hodler, it could change everything. Do you think, have you ever considered that? Um, um, Haggis? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I think you're absolutely spot on. If the powers that be at St. Johnson decided that they were looking to allocate a little bit of their portfolio or whatever, you know, football clubs are usually run by businessmen, so they might have adventures outside of a football club. If they were to take their portfolio in general, sit on the balance sheet, get some Bitcoin, on it, it would totally change the landscape of football in general. I mean, especially Scottish football, that the way it has been for the last few years in terms of money, it's not able to compete with the English Premier League or, or any other of the top flight leagues around the world. It's, it's not even coming close. You, you can see that with uh, you know European results and, and stuff like that. But especially for a team like St. Johnston, if we decided to do that and we were to, to hodl for 10 years, it would not just totally change the landscape, but it would allow the club to survive. I mean, a little bit of history. I mean, back in sort of 60s and 70s, St. Johnson nearly went bankrupt before the current owner came in. And we're the sort of team that we don't make a lot of profit usually. And one wrong financial move could lead the club to essentially out of existence. But if you've obviously got willing to take nobody, that risk sorry, Bitcoin, there. Nobody, nobody um, buys St. Johnson with a view of, Making a fortune—that's not going to happen, right? Just, I mean, even in, yeah, no. they're supporters themselves, yeah. right? That yeah, I mean, clubs. yeah, especially clubs of Johnson's size, even down in England, no one buys the club looking to turn it into some giant because it's just not going to be possible, really. So it's a passion uh, project the, more than anything for, for right. some, but yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, Hatch, you'll know the, the new owners at um, Aberdeen, the American owners. Um, what's the sort of turnaround been for them in terms of sort of financial um, backing with the club? So they're quite interesting in a way. Oh, maybe just to me. But um, so Dave Cormack, the guy who runs Aberdeen now, is from Aberdeen. But he's a man who left Aberdeen, went to America and made his money in IT software. And now then he came back onto the board a few years back and now he is, um, whatever you call him, chief executive or whatever, he, no, what does he call himself? Chief, chief executive, I guess he calls himself. Um, and he's, but he's the man financing everything. Now, 
now, not to make this about a Scottish football podcast, there are people like that all over in all sports all over the world. Um, and they are financing it. And they've had a really difficult time in the last 18 months because of COVID, because their main income stream is, well, if you don't have the TV income stream, which smaller teams don't really, their main income stream is people coming through the gate. And if nobody comes through the gate, mm. everybody's taking a massive loss. Um, so they're just having to sustain it. And particularly for, which is maybe it's okay on these, you know, man cities of the world where they're just owned by, you know, a shake or whatever it might be who have, has endless pots of cash. But if you're just a guy on a passion project, then it's, you're taking the hit every single day and that's tif- difficult. Um, so they're maybe looking at it a little bit differently. He comes with a bit of a more an, of an American um, uh, thought process, you know, much more commercial than Aberdeen ever were before. So that's quite interesting. And I think he's quite looking at it as a longer term project. So I'd love it if it was my team who was the one, because they are, they're prepared to think outside the lo- box a little bit, who went, yeah, let's just, let's just put some Bitcoin in the balance sheet. Um, and well, yeah. of course, of course, I would love it. We might start winning something, but um, <laughs> but the point is, somebody is going to do it, right? Somebody is because in the last three days, three mayors in America have have said they're going to take their salary in Bitcoin. What's that about? I mean, well, I know just, I know what it's about, but they're all mayors. Well, so that Suarez in Miami said he was going to take his next paycheck paycheck in Bitcoin, and then New York, and then right? the new fella up at um, Eric, what's his name? Adam, Adam, uh, maybe anyway, in Adam, New York, New York, as the, he just came back, he was just being um poking a finger. So, well, I'm taking my next three paychecks in Bitcoin, yeah. So, you know, because all these businesses have left, um, have left, um, uh, um New York and headed to uh, Miami, and then somebody else somewhere who was that, um, God, who was saying it was the, the Tampa Bay mayor as well, as uh. Decided to take their salary in Bitcoin as well. It's another okay. one. Tampa has done it, but so, um, so so that it's happening there, right? And it's I understand yeah. why it's happening in the states first. It's going to happen everywhere. And if you're first, and in fact, you don't even have to be first. You just don't want to be last, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, you I mean, that's the best. I mean, you're talking about. Go on, mate. Oh, uh, yeah, you're just talking about um, like the the teams being the first. There is football teams that hold it on their balance sheet. Um, PSV done it a few months ago I'm sure they've yes. they signed some um, sponsorship deal that was going to get fully paid in, in Bitcoin and they've decided that they're going to essentially hodl it on their balance sheet and see where it goes so obviously PSV and, and uh, the Netherlands they're a, they're a massive team so I suppose they can afford to take that sort of hit if, uh, if it doesn't go go well but you know the up and down of volatility this and the next thing there's a couple other ones like um if you remember last season Watford had the bitcoin logo on their their strip the home chop they had it on their, their sleeve yeah so like even teams football teams are aware that it exists and, and and it is um something that they can hold so and most of the people in charge of even St Johnson you talk about Dave Cormack the chairman Steve Brown at St Johnson they are businessmen you know they're not stupid. Yeah, they will have a lot of cash reserves or a lot of assets. And I know that Steve Brown's background is mainly housing. You know, he, he built his housing empire. He was actually he was an electrician and stuff like that as well. But the, they're going to have a portfolio of either cash or assets that are traditional, and they are going to be melting exactly the same way as anyone any average person's cash is going to be, along with inflation. So they're yeah. going to be looking to stay rich. And yes. So what I it's wonder, only a matter of time, you know. So it, it, 
So it's probably the same as everybody else. You know, firstly, like take the Michael Saylor example. He didn't put it on, he didn't buy with MicroStrategy first. He bought with his own money first. Yeah. Right. So why he, wouldn't that be the case for Dave Cormack? Or what's, what's the guy's name at St. John's? Stephen Brown, is it Steve Brown? Steve, Steve Brown, yeah. Steve, Steve Brown is, is the chairman at St. Johnson. Um, so that's probably logical too then, isn't it? Because it's going to be easier. Like if you're just in it with your own money, you don't have to convince anybody. But if you've got a board to convince, it's harder. Mm. So I just make that's just logical. I just think that's logical. And somebody's got somebody's going to do it. And and if you're if anybody's listening and they've got any sort of influence at their local sports club, football, whatever your thing is, if you can be the first and and money is a an issue, which is an issue for everyone, um, if you could convince your, you know, small board or whatever to to put a, a, just a small percentage of their of their, um, their reserves of in. the reserves into bitcoin yeah it could change your local club local town local everything mm. i mean it, i think this is massive and and, it'd be, and i'd love to see i'm like i don't know about yourself mate as a scottish guy you, you always have this well, i have a chip on my shoulder right because i'm an underdog guy i always i will always support the underdog it's gonna be a problem for me when bitcoin owns everything that's a bit of an australian thing as well <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll, but I'll always support the underdog, and I'd, I'd love to see some little clubs, um, be it mine or be it yours or be it anyone's, like take all of a sudden have a chance again in this commercial world where basically if you're not a billionaire, you can't win anything anymore. Mm. That's not sport. That's not sport to me. That's just like I don't know. It's big business. It's just big business. Yeah, that's all it is. It's not. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's just a bunch of rich guys, little game. That's all that is. You know, that's like you talk about. You know, the, the Mansours of Man City and Abramovich, Chelsea, etc. That they've had the you know the monopoly. They are the, you know the two richest clubs in the, in England and stuff like that. And and now Newcastle teams. Yeah, Newcastle as well with the uh, was it is it Saudi or Qatar? They've been taking over um, there or something like yes, that. Yes, Saudi Arabia, I think. Um, I think so, it's Saudi. Yeah. So yeah, they've just been taken uh, by a by a by somebody yeah. who once has ten times the amount of money that man, as Man City. Oh, like, man, wow. like which is unbelievable, right? Yeah, when so, you think about that, it's just crazy. You can't even you can't even think about that in your head. You can't uh, picture trillions of trillions of dollars in your you head. Spend you just it can't fast do it. enough. I mean, you can't no, spend no it. way. I mean, these people just constantly make money. But on the other hand of it is that it wouldn't surprise me at all if they held some Bitcoin. Because again, these aren't stupid people. Whether they make their money from as simple as houses or they've made their money from oil, yeah. they will know the ins and outs of business. And if they, whether we, they would come out and say, you know, we we personally own a little bit of Bitcoin or their company, or whatever, own Bitcoin, whether they would do that or not. But it would surprise me if they didn't own it because they are intelligent people, and you know, it would yeah. be a no-brainer essentially. Well, even you if know, it's to, just like even if it's just a one percent hedge. A 1% I mean, a 1% hedge to them is still mm. a massive, you know, a massive amount of money because sure. these guys are trillionaires, you know. So, like you say, 1% would be, to them, pocket change, but to us, yeah. it's, it would be massive. And mm. to, the, you know, to the market cap of Bitcoin, it would be massive too mm. for everyone, including yeah. the family in El Salvador. Going back, you know, exactly. take, so, completing that loop. Um, yeah. If you look at, um, if you look at the, the shirts of English Premiership, clubs that'd be the, the richest league in the world and it's not always been the case but it certainly would be the case just now the biggest leagues um football wise for for brendo's perspective would be you know england spain germany i would guess 
um, and France a little because there's some big money in France. Um, but all of those shirts, or not all of the shirts, but a lot of the shirts are sponsored by betting companies, right? Yeah, well, it. I know that. Yeah, I mean, Southampton are sportsbet.io. They're a yeah. gambling company, but they, they've, they're low, their sportsbet.io has a Bitcoin logo on it on their, on the front of their shirt. Is that something because McCormick's he, talked about before, yeah, isn't he it? He does. I think he's, I think McCormack is sponsored by Sportsbet. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I see, like, when I watch the Premier League on the TV, I can sometimes I'll always look out for Southampton because I know that they're sponsored by them and on their shirt is a Bitcoin logo. So I always point out to friends or family, or oh, don't really talk to them about it, it's obviously sports bet, but I say, look, look, there you go, there's a, there's a Bitcoin logo yeah. on a, a Premier League team. And it was the same with Watford last year when they had it on their, their sleeve, you know, just always to point it out to people. And even at that point, the, the visual of seeing that logo yes. still plants a seed for people. It does. You know, they think, does. oh, what's that, you know? It just gives every little thing like that just gives another little bit of um, legitimacy to Bitcoin, right? Every yeah, single thing. Totally. When, I don't know if you heard the last, so our last pod, we were talking about um, Commonwealth Bank um, in Australia. So Commonwealth is like, there's four big banks in Australia, really, and Commonwealth's the biggest one. And they have just said they're going to be allowing uh, digital assets. They're going to be for their customers. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to create a new account. It's just going to be in your general Commonwealth Bank account. Um, so that... Is the same thing, right? That's the same as your. That's the same as the logo on a Southampton shirt. Um, it's just people going, "Oh well, if the Commonwealth say it's okay, if Southampton say it's okay, it must be okay." Mm. Um, definitely, definitely. You might not believe you, you and you and Salmon or me and Brendel, but they're going to believe Southampton and Commonwealth, right? I always find it um, amazing too that you know if you see a Bitcoin logo on a shirt, no one's there's no private backer paying, or well, not necessarily paying to have that on the shirt. You know what I mean? It, it's more. Um, the passion of either an owner or a, someone influential in a way, because it, obviously Bitcoin is entirely decentralized, whereas you've got all these other shit coins that are financially backed by, so, yeah, so you, you know what I mean? So they've got the coin to, to splash Times Square signs or whatever they need to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Unless mm-hmm. you've got some kind of wild, so for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they have, is, do they, does Sportsbet have Bitcoin betting or do they just have? What do I think they have? I've never used a service, but I assume by the fact that the logo incorporates the Bitcoin logo, I assume they've got cryptocurrency betting. And obviously yeah. you mentioned that McCormack is sponsored by them. So I assume I that mean, they are at least aware of, of cryptocurrency. Or they pay, pay out in Maybe they pay his sponsorship in Bitcoin, or maybe they just look and see McCormack's got a huge audience and we want his audience. Mm. Right? Maybe yeah. it's just that. But So there is a commercial gain to be had for them or else they wouldn't do it but you're right though it's still yeah they are still it's, it's like like if you have a business and you run an advert for your business you run an advert for your business but if you have a business that has some connection you know you've dialed into bitcoin somehow you're running an advert for your business and for bitcoin right mm, mm. You are because mm, and mm. because nobody else is running adverts for bitcoin because there, there is no, no exactly. bitcoin right there's no dave cormack of bitcoin um, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. If if clubs not only held it on their balance sheet, but if they actually also started accepting it at the kiosks for food and drink while you're at the games, right? There you go. But again, that's another advertisement for Bitcoin. And and as we both know, as we all know, the incentives that for Bitcoin to be accepted, most people at football games would go to the games either spend cash or they will use their card their, their credit card or their debit card and whether it be visa mastercard whatever but for clubs that have got card machines they're paying a premium for every card transaction they do whatever yeah. it is two percent that they lose to visa 
And as a businessman running a football club, they won't want to be hemorrhaging 2% of every transaction that yeah. they do on match days. Mm. So what's the solution to that? You know, except Bitcoin. Sure. Or, you your, know, you know your, your, your kit shop, your shop where you're selling shirts. Mm. Why not just have a Bitcoin terminal and accept Bitcoin as well as Visa? You don't mm. have to. You don't have That's to very, give yeah. up. You don't have to give up Visa. You mm. can run no, Visa as well. Definitely not. You can. Just and even you, one- you talk about the yeah. You talk about the incentives in, in terms of to use it. You know, if the club can afford, if it's let's say it's a football top, let's just make it easy. It's a football top and it costs ten dollars or ten pounds. If you were to pay in Bitcoin, it would cost you eight. So there's mm. obviously that incentive as well to use Bitcoin over traditional methods, and, and that will get people thinking mm. that if I pay this certain way or, or using this, then yeah. I'll be getting it cheaper, you know. Mm. And the club will obviously make that back in the long run. That that difference of two dollars or two pounds, the club will be regaining that along with the price increasing. Mm. And you're always, if you are, um, you know, if you're Hibs, Hibernians, that's a that's a club in. Edinburgh. And Can you speak English? You guys are every <laughs> third word. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so you got two. Edinburgh has kind of two big clubs and um, Hibs and Hart. And it sounds you, like two gangs, <laughs> like the Cribs and Bloods. It's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. It's pretty it's much pretty, it is. Yeah, it's, you got to represent your team. That's pretty um, much what it is. So so. But if Hibs were, for example, they, they are constantly, and both ways, both these teams are constantly looking for a competitive advantage over each other, right? Mm. Yeah, so definitely. if one of them says, and even if it's just for the PR, even if you're not doing it for the 2%, because Hibs fans, you know, let's say there's 10,000 of them, they would they would be like, ah, we accept Bitcoin, you don't. That's what fans do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they, you know, they're very tribal and they'll, once they'll, gra- they'll grab hold of their thing and they'll, they'll shit about it. So... Um, I think there's a huge opportunity in there for some sports teams. Doesn't matter the sport, mm. um, just to just to be first. It's come. I be- mean, it's coming. You have got that many athletes in the states that are like, you know, only wanting to be paid in Bitcoin or want a portion of their salary in Bitcoin. Well, maybe that well, could be the, through the maybe it's a player. Yeah, maybe it's a player that says yeah. I only want oh. to be paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. With the, the Southampton stuff, I know that the bonuses, so their player bonuses through the sportsbet.io sponsorship get paid to a portion in Bitcoin. There you go. Oh, wow. So if, um, I don't, I think it is optional. They don't have to take it. If they want it in fiat, they can take it in fiat. But as a but, football player. What's going to happen? Like you know, a squad of 20 guys or something, 30 guys, and three of them are taking it in Bitcoin and 27 of them are not. And the three guys, what are they doing in the changing room? They are rubbing it in the face of the other 27. <laughs> They're going up to their face with their phone. Look what happened oh. to me. Look what happened to yeah. me. Fine, fine. <laughs> okay, I'm just, just clarifying. <laughs> yeah, that's what's in, in the change <laughs> In the change room. All right, fine. That's what they're doing. They're competitive people, right? If you're a sportsman yeah. or woman, you're a competitive person. You are in somebody's face and telling them every single moment of every single day. Yeah, right? true, true, true. Um, so that's going to convert people. Um, now, when it tanks, I'm sure it'll go the other way, but um, but um, yeah. All right. Are we done with football now? No, okay, we'll leave football on. We'll leave football on. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. We can go. Oh. Um, what about okay, let's go politics then, shall we? Yeah, it's fine. That's better. Yeah, you can you can you can join in for this one. Okay. Um. So. Um. Where did I go with this? Scotland. So uh, so here's you see on Twitter for Bitcoin Twitter you see all the people putting up the Braveheart hodl meme. That bothers me. I've used it too, but it bothers me, right? Because here's what Scotland really is. <laughs> you feel free to disagree, I guess, right? We are, there was there was a there was a an independence referendum in 2013. Scottish people were offered, you know, do you want do you want an independent country? And Scottish people voted no, right? 
So this hodl freedom loving Scottish meme it's total bullshit, right? We voted no. That'll be bottled it. I mean, we absolutely bottled it. You know, it's, it's, Sorry, it's funny because I see that that see that meme all the time and I have used it as well. And part part of the whole haggis hodl thing, people follow you, you think, well, it's a Scottish guy, he's all about yeah. he'll be into the Bitcoin because it's all about freedom, this that, the next thing. Yeah. But obviously, like politics and stuff, I mean, the, this country goes back obviously thousands of years. I've been in the the union with England and, and we were given the chance. Not to get you know too controversial, whether no, do get the, controversial if you like, mate. Say you say what you think. <laughs> well, I mean, whether we were given a fair shot or not, that That's, you can yes. go into the whole the whole idea of like you know, did do England did England want to elude us? Were, were they giving us a fair a fair referendum? This that the next thing, and given that you know, both of you all know as well as I do that politicians. You got to look at the the lady in charge of Australia. Corruption. Is it New Zealand? Sorry, is it New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah. Beg your pardon. Sorry, um, right. New Zealand. But just the, the corruption is from top to bottom. Not not just in England, but I think lately my disassociation with politics due to Bitcoin because you get that as well when you go down the rabbit hole. You come to realise that politics in general is just all theatre. It doesn't matter whether you support green, blue, red, yellow, purple. You're still, excuse my language, you're still going to get fucked regardless, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I saw, yeah, a, thing, I saw a thing this morning with, I don't know what political uh, meeting there is on at the moment, but it was like oh, Boris. Twenty six. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Boris Johnson, all these other ones, wearing the mask for the photo opportunity. They take the photos and they're, they're still standing the same, as close as anything, and then they just take it's them just off. theatre. It is theatre. Yeah. And then, you, and then you've got like, totally, yeah, Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren, you know, anti-Bitcoin because of energy. And then hopping off private jets. Did you see that video? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then, and then as she's walking towards the gate, she's she's she making sure the cameras and she hides behind an aid or something. Yeah. So like, piss off. It's so obvious. Yeah. It's becoming it's becoming more and more obvious as well. I think. I think more and more people are starting to realise it. Like, um, so I I left Scotland in um two thousand and twelve or something. Um, so it was just before the referendum. So I didn't do my part. So, um, cards on the table. Well, cards on the table. I was an ind- Scottish independence guy. Um, and not really for the reasons that I don't hate English people. The, the complete opposite, right? Um, I, I'm I'm just fed. I'm fed up. One of somebody else telling the country I'm from what to do, and two Scottish people not taking responsibility for their own actions. I want to be in control of everything. You know, my thing. And then if if we screw it up, I want to be responsible for having screwed it up. Like respond, and that goes to nation state level as well, right? So I'm not. Nothing to do with being anti-English. I really don't. And I think Scottish people can get dragged that way. And I'm sure I have been in the past, right? But it's nothing to do with being anti-English. I think um, it's just to do with being pro what you are. And I mean, ultimately, I think we're going to, countries are going to become less and less relevant. Um, yeah, totally. Scotland I agree with you. That, that, that's part of what the, you know, you get that sent down that Bitcoin rabbit hole. You realise that the, the idea of a nation state is just that. It's an idea. It's something that, a social construct that this planet is the humans have created when really we are all part, part of the same group. We are all humans. Why yes. do we, does there need to be differences? Why do we need to be divided by made up lines drawn on a map? You know, to, yeah, it's to mirror what you were saying, Hats, about independence. I exactly totally agree with you, and I was ex- of exactly of the same opinion. And I wanted to be responsible for you know my country's actions if we'd done it well. 
you know, you, you take the, the praise for that and it'll be fucked up, then we fucked up. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think we, that um, that now I would even bother to vote because I know where we're going with Bitcoin. Yeah. So I know you're, you're, the so end you goal. You're now removed to the point where, well, here's another thing. So in Australia, it's compulsory voting, right? You have to vote. Is it? Yeah, or you, or you, well, if you don't vote, you have fine, right? You, you can, you're not. I think that's as bad as it gets. A fine. Yeah. But um, but nobody wants to pay the fine, obviously. So you have to vote. But um, I mean, you can go and yeah. spoil your paper if you want to. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, the last election that I went to, I went to the the voting booth and wrote by Bitcoin all over my. Did you? My my, yes. my, my ballot paper. Yeah. So it's, it was a case where that now I'm thinking, do I do that again, or do I just not bother to turn up? It's not compulsory here, but I think maybe I'll just you know go do that again. So it's not compulsory. Is it never been compulsory to vote? No, no, well, not in my lifetime, certainly. Yeah, not not in mine either. I actually don't believe in compulsory voting. I think everybody, I think it would be good if everybody did vote. And but I don't believe in compulsory voting. Like I would like people to be interested enough and follow the discussion enough and then go and vote Mm -hmm. for whatever it is that they think is the right thing. But But then I mean if you look at the oh oh, sorry, on you go. All all I was gonna say is if you don't have compulsory voting, like say in the States, you've got all the people that are just entirely apathetic aren't going to bother. They don't give a shit. Well, no, and it's I the don't one that the, the ones that are, that are more extreme that really push for. I mean, you know, you're getting the, a segment of both sides, I suppose. But I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with compulsory voting. I mean, if you look at the divide in Scotland, if you ever, if you ever looked at uh, a political map of Scotland, hats, you'll you'll be aware of this. When you see the divide in a UK election. Oh, the bottom half of England is blue for the, the Tories, Conservatives, with every sort of you know city is red with Labour. And then you come up to Scotland and near enough every single seat is yellow with, with uh, SNP, Scottish National Party votes. So that even in the um, Brexit referendum to come out of the EU, the divide between England was... I'm sure that like 80% of England or whatever it was, was looked like it was voting to leave. And, and the whole of Scotland was like voting to remain. So even in the going back to that, that the political ideologies of Scotland and England and Wales and, and Northern Ireland as well are just totally different. They, they are. Both set they're, different, they're different end to the spectrum. Yeah, definitely true. So, uh, so as a Scottish person, you, you could kind of vote your whole life and never get, the per- never have a have a prime minister that is somebody that you wanted. Like never, like in Australia at least now and again it would go between red and blue. Yeah, and so sometimes and it, if it you're often, a red and you're a blue, or, it often does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point, not that I'm saying anybody should be a red or blue, but I'm just you know if your entire life the person that you vote for has no chance of getting in, like why do you? Of course, people are disillusioned with that. Mm. Of course, they are. Um, and, Scott, and, that, and that's what puts the chip on the shoulder of the Scottish person, right? Um, and it's not okay. Um, and but and, and the Scottish people, frankly, can take it far too far sometimes. So can I? Um, sorry, can I clarify? Yeah. So Scotland in uh, for Brexit voted to stay in. No, so 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 it, in the um, so in this in the independence referendum, Scotland voted to stay as part of the United Kingdom, right? Yes. So it was like what was it? I, I guess like fifty. 55 45 think it was maybe like some something i mean it was it was the very divided. majority were voting to remain yeah, yeah. It's, it was, i think the majority were voting to remain in scotland and what yeah. year when was that what that year was, was like it? 13 i think it was september 13 yep um sorry it was sorry but just an independent sorry or or yeah. independence. Uh, that was, that was independent. Oh, sorry beg your pardon so i was saying about brexit yeah, oh, independence sorry. was 
was roughly 45, 55. You were right in that, sorry. Like, I'm sorry, maybe but, I was uh, maybe said there. And then on the Brexit side, so, but on the Brexit side, that was a UK-wide vote. So Scotland didn't have a vote as Scotland. It was a UK uh, vote. So Scotland, yeah. Scotland and Ireland, Northern Ireland, both voted to stay within the EU. Wales, I think, narrowly voted to leave, and England quite heavily voted to leave. So, but because of the you know the the, the population difference, there's like England's like ten times bigger than Scotland. Mm. So the Scottish vote essentially doesn't really matter, and we do what the big vote says. Yeah. So yeah. again, all these Scottish people and a lot of English people too were were taken out of, and basically that was the Brexit vote was sold as to Scot to Scottish people as the only way you can stay part of the um well sorry excuse me the independence vote was the only way you can stay part of the eu is to stay part of the union right yeah. and then along came the union then along came the brexit vote and then you all voted to leave yeah it's like hang on a second like that, that was the only way we were allowed to stay part of and so what's that a five-year difference or when was the brexit like 2017 or brexit well, 2018 it's been like, three like years, 16, like 16 something like that yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. that's, that's gonna be talking about it for so long yeah and but yeah the, i mean it's, it's, it's uh, absolutely shambles i mean like you say it's just on back on the top about getting a fair vote i feel that i don't feel i know we were lied to scottish people were lied to that's that's the bottom line in terms of what they were trying to vote for in 2000 for the independence oh, oh i feel right. like they were you're you're absolutely correct but i would say all people were are lied were lied to english english people yeah true, sorry beg your, beg your pardon yeah no, all no, but, people were lied to i mean even, even like uh, politics in general it doesn't matter this isn't just a problem that affects scotland this is politics no. everywhere Everywhere, everyone is lied to in the world. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I mean, with that, especially at that point, I think that's when it, it certainly did get interesting with Scotland being essentially dragged out against its will. Um, and ever since then, I know, like for me personally, that's when the sort of disassociation started to begin of yeah. really what is actually going on here, you know? But previous, so previously, there, were, there was no um, outlet, right? So, Scottish people just got angry and we were just seen as these angry people from the north, right? And because that's what we were, right? Frankly, that's, you know, so, but now there's this other thing and we can all go, well, you can go to the ballot box and write by Bitcoin and walk out and with a smile on your face, hmm. you know, you can. Yeah. There's this, other, there's this yeah. release valve and you can go be, you know, whatever it is you want to be, you live wherever you like in the world, you know, and, and be. I mean, normies will think that's counterproductive. Like, I've, I remember when I told that story to other people, and they say, oh, you should never waste your vote. You should always vote. And it does count. But, like you say, we, we, all, we all know where it's going. And, and it's that freedom to just decide, nah, Scotland, um, you've been great to me, but I want to go live in, I don't know, let's just say Poland or whatever, just because they're very friendly for Bitcoiners. Or whatever. It doesn't need yeah, to be Poland. Yeah. It could be any nation where they're accepting Bitcoiners. And, and at that point, even if you go as far as the whole uh, Citadel sort yeah. of uh, a theory and idea where it won't even be countries or nations, it'll be just areas where it'll be land that's owned by Bitcoiners and everyone around you is a Bitcoiner. You know? And all, the, all that's going to matter in the future is that the per so you're respected if you provide a product or service that people value because they'll pay for it in Bitcoin, right? Mm. Does not yeah. matter. Doesn't matter where in the world you live. Eventually, that's where we're hoping to get to, right? Um, eventually, you're going to get to a point where if you, you know, if you're not providing a product or service that people value, mm. you're going to get poorer. So your incentive is to go think of something that you could do for other people, go help them, and they'll pay you in Bitcoin. 
Mm. And there's no rich person at the top can just take the money easily at the top from the free money printer, right? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, as we all know, I mean, I, I think I said, like, especially now with COVID, that this nation, I wouldn't say the, U- the UK is a, is a nation full of sort of tame people. We are obviously a very strong and opinionated nation, but I think what I felt still obviously being in, in Scotland is that people are now more aware than ever of politics. I would hear stories of, of grandparents, etc., where they would just, their generation would trust the government. You would trust what you, you hear on the TV and that was that. You've you done, you done your job and you ate your dinner and you go to sleep. But now it's, it's a case that more people are switched on with politics more than ever now and people are finally waking up and realising that they are getting screwed. Yeah. Every, every election come and goes, comes and goes, mm-hmm. comes and goes. Doesn't matter who is in charge, you're getting screwed. You will yeah. be getting screwed. And people are, sorry, but... I was just going to say, and increasingly I think you are getting um, the, an emergence of single issue voters and not just the, I'm a Labour guy, I'm a, you know what I mean? Because that's what my dad did or yeah. mum did. Um, I never understood that, that well, we're a, we're a Labour family. I was like, what if somebody decided that we're going to murder everybody? You're still a labor family. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, if you're a Ford or a Holden car guy, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's change just like, your team. I mean, don't change, change your team. I'm never going to be a St. John's guy. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Back to bloody football. No, Back to football. Any chance? Clearly, I'm wrong there. Like, and that's actually the wrong attitude. If, if my, oh, that's like, this pains me to say it, but like, if, if, if my team became this bad, you know, thing for society, I should be changing my team, mm. right? Mm. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bitcoin Aberdeen guy, but but I should. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, for me especially, like, even if I hadn't found Bitcoin, um, I'm not vaccinated. I've not opted to take the vaccine, and um, there's now certain things I can't do. Whether I wanted to go to a nightclub, I can't do that. There are certain football stadiums that I'm now not able to attend. And that's a policy that's been brought in by the powers that be, the SNP are in charge of Scotland. So even if I hadn't found Bitcoin, I think I would still look at that and think, mm, do I really want to vote for a party that's actually oppressing me mm. for my choice, for mm. my views? I don't think so. Regardless mm. of my uh, opinion on independence, regardless of anything, any fantastic policy they may have, I would say, no, I, I can't vote for someone that's oppressing me, even though I have voted for them many, many years in the past. Yeah. Have they put a time frame on that? So like over here, I think it's, or they've just extended it now to like mid-December. In for New the South un- Wales. Oh, New South Wales, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So unvaccinated can't do this, that and the other. Oh, well, double vax mm-hmm. can't do this, that and the other. Um, it Initially it was December 1st and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is all going to stop by then, but they've extended it to mid-December. So it's the same kind of thing there. They've gone, all right, this, this, period of time you can't do this to incentivize I you gets, i suppose yeah i mean coerce, they were coerced yeah <laughs> yeah the, the thing is when, when they came out and said it they didn't say really it was to stop the spread it was to drive up the uptake in vaccinations they were yeah, totally exactly, you know exactly. playing with it and yeah. the fact that people at that point were just you know not getting up in arms baffles me but they said they were reviewing it on a three-week period and i think the first review has just been and one of the health ministers came out and said there is no evidence to suggest that the vaccine mandate or vaccine certification, whatever it, uh, official name is, is actually making a difference. 
So what their response to that was is they're now looking to potentially bring it into restaurants, cafes and gyms see so if that's going to make a difference. So, so here's a thing that's not working. We're going to do more of it. Is that basically... We're going to do more of it to see if it'll make awesome. a difference in other places. And it's just... But the thing is, the anti-vaxxers... It's all coordinated. Yeah, the, the anti-vaxxers, the people that don't want to be vaccinated, are making that choice for their own health. They're not going to go... They're not going to put their health on the line to go, oh, shit, I'd really want to go to a cafe in the next three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, I mean, the only thing is, sorry, I've got, I've got friends that um, uh, have had to stop work. Um, I've got one guy who's really grappling with it at the moment because um, he needs to work uh, and he's at a point where at his wits end that he ha- he's, I think he's going to go and, and get it done. Uh, and that's just unfair. So that, yeah, I mean, and people, this is, people think it's really inflammatory, but if you read point one of the Nuremberg code, it is really inflammatory. I understand that. And I'm not, I'm not belittling what happened back then at all. But if you read point one of the Nuremberg code, I'd encourage everybody to go read it. It's all about coercion. Number point one, point one of, of the Nuremberg Code is about coercion, right? And 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 being able to make a freedom of choice. I don't care whether somebody gets a vaccine or not. Get the vaccine if you want to get the vaccine. Mm. Don't get the vaccine if you don't get the vaccine. But don't don't segregate people based on their decisions. It's mm. disgusting. Mm. Like, I mean, it's, people- the, it's the first time we've ever discriminated people based on health. When have we ever done that? As I say, first time in, in modern times in the last sort of yeah. 20, 30 years, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy. The thought of it is crazy. And, and the fact that lo- I'm lucky because here it's not as bad, it still exists. But you look at Europe, like I had a family member that travelled to Europe. He went to Austria and you can't do anything without proving your vaccination. He tried to go to whatever the equivalent of, of Starbucks or Costa is. It was a local one. And the lady at the door was standing there. Oh, can I see your... Uh, your COVID certification. And you just think, wow, if I went with you, I wouldn't have even been able to sit at that table and have a coffee with you. That's exactly, what we, ha- that's exactly what we have here now too. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. The only things you can do um, are... Takeaway. Um, you can do takeaway can do anything stuff. that's considered... An, a, a transaction. No, yeah. Well, you're, yeah, anything you can be... You're not... Like, if you're going to take away coffee, you can grab a takeaway. You can go to the, get the servo, the garage, and uh, get your fuel. You can go to the supermarket, but you have to check in. But anything you can't go in a shop, you know you can't you can't travel, you know you can't all like all sorts. You just can't do it. Papers, please. Papers, please. That's exactly what's happening. It's exactly as is, and it comes back to the whole sort of thing: is that are the vaccines effective? If the answer is yes, then the vaccine passports are pointless. If the answer to that the question is no, the vaccine passports are still pointless. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it's as simple as that. It's not hard, yeah. and it's. It is, I think it is all, um, you know, rehearsed and all the governments, I think, for the first time ever are, are all communicating with each other to, you know, oppress a, a, a certain member of society. So I used to, I think I've said this before, I used to work for the Scottish government, right? Um, I was a procurement guy. Um, I worked there for um, 12 years, right? So um, I wasn't a minister and like that kind of a, that kind of a thing. I was more, I was an administrative guy. Um, but I believe, and but work directly with ministers, right? Um, and I firmly believe that the vast majority of people who get into that job do so with the best of intentions. I do. I believe that because I know the people. I, I also believe that most of them are not competent. I believe that some of them are very competent, um, but a lot of them are not that competent. Um, 
at that high level civil servants and ministers, they're just people, right? We all just, just people, you know, the guy that used to sit next to in, you know, chemistry at school, he might be a minister now and he might've been a tool then and he's a tool now. Um, or he might have been a might have been a genius then, and he's a genius now, right? That kind yeah, of thing. He's, yeah. I firmly believe that most people get into it for the right reasons, but the system itself mm. does not does not allow people to critically think or go or go against the grain. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, You've and got to toe the party line generally. I know people, really good people, who are you know been in that job for been in those and still they're still there, fighting that fight, trying their best. Um, and I also know people who have given up and are still there, but because they, they feel like they can't do anything else, mm. um, they you know they feel like they have to be there because you know I got three kids and a mortgage to pay. Mm. Um, but people, I, I do believe people go in with the best of intentions. I just think that the system itself just just works against you constantly, and eventually you either when I mean, more power to the people who fight it for their whole careers. I didn't have that in me. I you know literally was getting depressed because of it. Um, but the ones, and I, and, I, and I feel bad for the people who've just kind of given up. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, we now have a something, a something else. If somebody feels, if somebody feels like I felt then, and they're listening to this, there is an there's an alternative, and you don't have to give up your job um, to be, take part. You could just take five pounds, five dollars, five yen a, mm. a, a day, a week, a month, or a year, and just stack and just secure yourself some in another way and secure your family in another way um it's that i like the concept of you know um if you put your first buy you put 50 dollars in or 100 dollars in to bitcoin you're basically you're buying yourself an education because yeah. you are then invested in it and you're, you're more likely to actually investigate or find out a little bit more about it not necessarily but i think a lot of the time yeah, if you have a little bit of skin in the game, you're going to pay more attention. Yeah, you start paying attention, you start to learn. It's common sense. Ultimately, hopefully, if you find, I mean, there's a whole manner of really, really rubbish information out there too. Oh yeah. Um. So if you're, but but there's some great quality, you know, books and podcasts and, um. I mean, it's 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 seeping into culture everywhere now. Mm. If, you know, you listen, you know, sports stars or even influencers, which I can't, you know, whatever, can't stand mm. the thought of that. But but some of them are. Some of them are actually speaking, you know, interesting thoughts. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, it is that different way and, and finding just a different way of doing things. You know, the traditional way of life is you go through your education, your school or homeschool, whatever you do. And I know when uh, Princey was on the first episode, he was talking a lot about homeschooling. Um, yeah. And you do that and then you get, either you go and go to work and then you work, you, you knock your pan in for the rest of your days until you, hopefully save up enough money to retire at 65 or whatever retirement age it may be. But now it is with Bitcoin, it is that different way of, you know, I don't need to knock my pan until I'm 65. I don't need to worry about putting food on the table. I don't need to, to worry about getting the, the house paid off or anything like that. You can just, you know, like you say, I even allocating ten dollars, ten pounds a day, a month, whatever, to just essentially stack your freedom to mm. get yourself out of that ball and chain of either the nine to five or whatever role to get yourself out of the, the ball and chains and the handcuffs that the government put on you because the government obviously want to keep you small. They want to keep you, um, what's the word? You know, they, they want to keep you in their in your place. And they don't Control. want you rising up. They want to keep you controlled. Yeah, 
yeah, reliant on the government. And and that's another thing with Bitcoin. You see so many of the plebs on Bitcoin Twitter talking about um, not having the reliance on traditional supermarkets, you know, becoming self-sovereign, becoming self-sufficient, growing your own veg, um, supporting your local uh, butchers or, or anything like that. Um, so I definitely think it opens a massive, massive door for the whole idea of that self-sovereign man. And as well as it changing the lives and saving lives of people in El Salvador, it will change our lives. We are lucky in the position we're in because we are sort of first world countries. We are, you know, we are lucky. Mm, even though we moan about, even though we moan about things that happen in our lives, we still are lucky. We have a roof over our heads. We have sent eating. We have beds to sleep in. Yeah. But, for these people, people in El Salvador, they might not have that. These people in Venezuela, they might not have that. And Bitcoin allows them that chance to potentially get that at some point in their lives. And like you say, we said at the start of the podcast, being part of that and the thought of that happening it fills you with so much happy, you know, happiness and joy. Mm. I've um, just, yeah, I've just got so much hope for the, the little girl. Like I said before, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm always going to support the underdog. So I just, I think, the, I think some of these underdogs are going to leapfrog some of the elites, right? It's great. It's a great thing. Yeah, Makes totally. Me I mean, awesome. the first countries that, yeah, the first countries that get Bitcoin on their balance sheet, they could, well, they will, not I say they could, they will. The conviction is, uh, is strong that they will become potentially world leaders or, or, or massive influences in the future. Mm. Because the way the traditional financial system, things cannot go on the way it is. The monopoly, you know, every currency has hyperinflated. Every single fiat currency has hyperinflated. What makes the pound the dollar, the yen, any different. There is no difference. It was the, the, the downfall of Rome was the money. And the Roman Empire was, you could argue, one of the best empires that the world has ever seen. So how does how, you know, how is America exempt from that? It's not. It will go exactly the same way. Mm. Yeah. And if you don't believe, if anyone's out there not believing what Haggis is saying, now go and look at PricedInBitcoin.com and look and they, they measure things by the day, the week, the month, the year, five years. And look at all the currencies, and look at the other. And it's not just currencies; it's all sorts of um, um, commodities, and you know, mm-hmm. like it's, I don't know, a hamburger or something. All sorts of comparisons, and like, just look at it. Don't 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 take our word for it. Go and look at it, um, and just see what what your currency has done over over the last, well, basically your entire life. However, it doesn't matter. I mean, the great Brit- the great British pound since inception has lost ninety eight point seven percent of its value since inception. That says all. That is that is all you need to know to get yourself down that Bitcoin rabbit hole. Yes, and I, I couldn't even imagine what it is for the euro. I mean, the euro was a failed currency, you know, even before it started, mm. and I can't imagine what the American dollar, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar would be like in terms of of lost value since since it got created. Yeah, yeah. It's um. All right, lighter or not? Let's. Um, is there anything else you want to you want to touch on, mate? Before I, I've got one other thing I want to, but you go for it. If there's anything else. No, nothing that comes to mind, to be honest. Um, what's, the, what's the last thing you've got, Hats? I, I want I want you to convince people, convince everybody why they should eat haggis. haggis is, does he eat haggis? Do you eat haggis? I, haggis is beautiful. It's one of the best. Uh, Let's tell everybody. So hang on, I just, I just had to, well, I do kind of roughly know, but um, so in <laughs> haggis, haggis is, um, what would you sort of call it a spicy sausage, I suppose, for anybody who doesn't know. But it's got liver I mean, and heart and lungs. If I, and, um, yeah, I mean, if I if I didn't want to let the person know, the person was a bit squeamish, I would say it's a spicy sausage. But if they really wanted to know, it's basically all the, the parts of a sheep that you really shouldn't be eating, like lung and intestine and yeah. 
all sorts of just nasty stuff put together with uh, spices and salt and, and some stock. And it's not, I'm sure it's in, in a sheep's stomach. The, the actual casing is a sheep's stomach. Oh, the lining of the haggis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, that's haggis. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's yeah, absolutely it's, beautiful. It's, it's so absolutely nice. Absolutely vile. It's but, spectacular. But I, um, I think, what's the Scottish day or something where you've got treats? Scottish Day, we have Treats and Andrews Day, maybe or Burns Night. Burns Night. Burns Night. Yeah, yeah. Burns well, night, yeah. I, remember, I remember coming over here the first time I ever tried haggis. You gave me, I think, a little f- balls or something. Oh, so Burns Night, Burns Night, and Australia Day are one day after the other. I don't know. I just remember you saying um, something about come over for Burns Night. I'm like, what is that? A, is that a video a board game or? Um, <laughs> Burns was a port. <laughs> so be, yeah. But but I'm sure they were little balls, weren't they? Little. Oh yeah, well you can get it in all sorts. So it usually comes in a sort of. Big egg shape, massive egg, which shape. is in in the like, stomach, which is the sheep's sheep's stomach lining with the spicy sausage. Inside. Yeah, but like I bit into it, it's like it's dark, like quite black. Yeah, and, quite but it, it was like I'll admit it was tasty. There you go, there you go. Um, and I had a few actually. So haggis maximalist, definitely. <laughs> um, mate, do you want to send in? Haggis maximalist, definitely. Do you, uh, do you want to send anybody off anywhere, or is there any? Well, actually, first thing is there anybody? Give, in, give a shout out to anybody who's helped you get to where you're up to just now and then send anybody off to your Twitter or anywhere you want else you want to send them. Um, well, I would probably have to give a shout out to my mate Salmon because he really did set me on my journey. Um, if it wasn't for him, um, I wouldn't say I would never have discovered Bitcoin, but I wouldn't have, have gone down the, the route so quickly that I did. Um, and if you want to see my stupid and ridiculous tweets uh, from, from some random Scottish guy there, the handle is at Haggis Hoddle on Twitter and give me a follow and I'll be sure to follow you back as well. Perfect, mate. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was great to have another Scottish guy and a bit of a Scottish perspective on. We're really keen um, to just, if where we can, obviously language barriers sometimes but and time barriers, but to, tra- to have people from all over the place just to get the perspective of, yeah. of people from everywhere because this is for everyone. Um, That's right. So, um, mate, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you properly. No problem. And, um, yeah. And we'll chat again. Thanks for having me on, gents. It's been brilliant. All right. Thanks, Haggis. All the best, guys. Cheers. Hey guys, if you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Um, the plan with the pod is to do sort of guests one week and um, myself and Brendo the other week, so hopefully that's working for you. If you don't like one of them, just listen to the one you do like. Um, if you want a little bit more um, information from us, you can find it at uh, bitcoin-first.com forward slash learn. 